Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings and welcome in today. LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. It is a Thursday morning, August 17, 2023. 67 degrees outside in the capital city. Uh, enjoy today. Enjoy today. It is uh, the day before we get into the triple digits. Well, I guess we got we have Friday too, but uh, today's the day. Low 80s. This should be another another really nice one out there today. Warm it up a bit tomorrow, and then Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe all triple digit triple digits or right around triple digits as well. So. Got a little reprieve before we get back into that. Uh, got a good show for you today. Guys, we tell you that on Ticket Thursday, we get the best tickets, the most sought-after tickets for games, events, shows in the community. And that's absolutely true of the next two weeks because both today and next Thursday, we will be giving away a pair of Volleyball Day in Nebraska tickets to Memorial Stadium two weeks from yesterday Mm -hmm. for uh, the entire event, both of the matches, including Nebraska versus University of Nebraska, Omaha, uh, the Scotty McCurry concert, and these are tough to get now. I have not checked, Caleb, what the third-party numbers on these now are. That'd be interesting. I haven't looked for a long time. Now, I secured my own tickets to this by buying them. And on that very first day, and I now look, I now look smart. I wasn't that happy when I got them because they were up a ways in North Stadium. Uh, turns out that's going to be a pretty good place to sit, I think, with the way that things are going to be set up. So I'm excited about that. If but. you want two tickets together, the cheapest is $26 each. Oh, it's actually. That's not bad. Section 17. So you're so looking that's probably South, way up in the Stadium, South Stadium, yeah. row 28. Okay. Okay. It's not awful. So they've leveled off a little bit. They've the market these markets always kind of change a bit. And you can get near the top of North Stadium, section thirty four, in row ninety three for thirty five dollars each. Okay. Okay. It's still more expensive than what I paid, but but they're leveling off a little bit. That does not mean that we are still not giving away some of the most difficult to get tickets. Yeah, because when you do it here it's free. Yeah, we're we're, uh, we're giving away free ones, and like I said, we'll do a pair next week, but pair today, and guys, gals, everyone, we are bringing back, I'm going to sneeze. Bless you. That was Bless bad. You. Man, that came on quickly. That, that hurt. Too. That's Ooh. our new game. I'm going to sneeze. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> no, we are going to, uh, we, it's been quite a while. It's been probably our biggest break we've ever had from Generation Collaboration, so we will get back to Generation Collaboration. If you uh, are a relatively new listener and you didn't hear one of the previous seasons of Generation Collaboration, this is uh, the game where we take advantage of the fact that we are a very multi-generational show. We've got Mark representing the Boomers, me representing the X's, Caleb representing the Y's or Millennials. And so if you belong in one of those three groups, you get to partner up with your cohort on the show from your generation to answer trivia about your generation. And if you and your teammate 
go through, get five of them right, and then get one extra point, which is a question about another generation, you are going to not only win the contest, win the tickets, but also going to be aiding your generation in the overall standings, which we will keep over the next several weeks, and hopefully keeping the millennials from winning their whatever it is, fourth in a row. However many they seasons have, we've played, that's how many even, I've won. And nobody even cares anymore. Because something it's, you wear that sounds like a sneeze. Um, a shoe. <laughs> hey. that, 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 was, that was good. Uh, I'm thinking of all these rhymes with the word sneeze. So, all right, that's coming up at 710 today. So, so be ready for the cue to call. About an hour from right now, a little under an hour from right now, we will count down the five things you're talking about today with the morning drive. It's Thursday morning, and so that means Robin and Dave are in at 810 this morning. The Grow Lincoln team, new restaurants, retail, business news, etc. That'll be at 810, and then Greg Sharp returns. He's coming back from Canada, traveling to Canada. He comes back, and he will visit us here Visit with us for the first time in a while as Nebraska football camp has been going on. So, Voice of the Big Red joining us at 8.35. So, that's what we've got in the uh, in the lineup today. Let's uh, take a deeper look at some of the headlines this morning. Mark, what do you have at the top of your list well, here we this morning? More of uh, Tom Stanton's uh, sit-down interview with uh, Interim Chief Morrow. Okay. Uh, doing that. Uh, sextortion uh, becoming... Uh, more of an issue as kids return to school and UNL back. Uh, LSO, Lancaster County Sheriff's Office, and UNLPD working uh, very closely on that. And then uh, just some uh, reminders. I, I don't know whether uh, Officer Chad talked about it yesterday, but a former uh, officer who used to come in and do uh, Crime Stoppers, Sarah Genoways, uh, reminding people, take it easy in and around schools. We had a second student hit yesterday. That's we had two of them. Two wow! Of them. Since school started, and, and if you want to, jeez. Channel Eight actually has a video of the student being hit yesterday. Oh, jeez! No, I don't really want to. Um, God, minor injuries. Okay, uh, good. But jeez, it came off of a, a security camera uh, from a house right there, and uh, pretty graphic. Oh wow! So I'll, I'm going to pass on that. But my goodness. Okay, so be be very careful right now uh, around those those school areas. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and we've talked about this. It feels like umpteen times on this, but it's it's some of those, and I, I don't know what schools these are at or if this played into it, but I do know just from my own experience with pickup at elementary school and middle school is just that the traffic situation can get kind of crazy at those. Uh, in especially in in these schools where they were not constructed to handle right. the amount of car traffic that they've got around them for drop off and pick up times. So I I always you know I kept saying after I went through I got through my twelve years consecutive years of picking up a kid in the afternoons at elementary school that knock on wood I never never had an accident I always thought. I thought it would be sort of impossible to avoid. I never did, but this is something else where you've got lots of cars packed in here, and uh, I'm not sure how close these were to the schools where they actually happened. Well, yesterday's was uh, two blocks uh, from Everett Elementary, okay, so three, three blocks from Park Middle School. Okay. So, and, of course, the one on uh, Tuesday was virtually in front of Color right. over here in Vine. Right. 
Um, okay, so we've got uh, those. Uh, and by the way, just real quick, you mentioned Tom Stanton. Tom Stanton sit down with with LPD. Did you hear my question to the uh, mayor yesterday about the 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 value, the importance she's going to put on, or she does put on now with the uh, sort of the the transparency of LPD with the media? Um, I I don't know if it sounded different than what was said before when I talked to her a few weeks ago about reducing the briefings, but she was fairly effusive, at least, I think, at that time about the importance of that. And it just, all of these things together, we just don't have a whole lot of information officially on what happened with Teresa Ewens, her resignation, the timing of it coming right off of those discussions about the briefing, the reaction about the briefing, us saying what we did about it, the Journal Star saying what they did about it with their editorial board, other people saying what they did about it. But it is really hard. Mark, given all of the the combined circumstances, what was said at the time, what's happening now in terms of the the relationship with media, it's hard not to look at that resignation and think, that played at least some role in the whole thing. Um, I would in, in the discussion. I would at least about it. Disagree with you on that. Uh, but we just don't know. We and, don't know, and and that's the the transparency uh, uh, factor that uh, in this one we'll probably never know uh, the ultimate reason. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I've talked to people that have a lot more insight into it, and and they have indicated it could have been one or two things. Uh, but yeah, it might have been multiple. It yeah. might have played a role, not a role, the role, right? And but uh, the the general consensus that I'm hearing is that it was uh, not necessarily um, a re- it was a requested resignation. Uh, let me put it that way. That's what I'm being uh, uh, I, inclined to believe. I assumed that, yes, because <laughs> I mean. It would have been. It it just wouldn't have made a whole lot of sense otherwise. Correct. With everything else that was going on, the timing, the length on on the job, there there seemed to be. Yeah, I mean, you're just making policy changes at that point and standing up and announcing them. I assumed that would have been the case. I guess I didn't know for sure, but that's the indication I assumed that, that, that that I have gotten well. from a couple. Of but years. we're not. We're never going to hear a lot on that no. since it was but, deemed a resignation and the. The mayor isn't going to say a whole lot more on that. But I did ask her about, you know, going forward, and it sounds like they're, for the time being, they're kind of staying where they are, uh, based on what she said before and what she said yesterday. Yeah, the indications are that there's not going to be any, uh, they're not going to go back to the five-day briefings. Right, but I mean in terms of, sorry, I meant large, more larger scale in terms of the the chief, essentially. Right. Um, And the acting chief. Yeah, and as far as as, uh, transparency, uh, you know, I lived in Missouri for almost 20 years, and I've kind of adopted that when it comes to the transparency issue. You're going to have to show me. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I've, well, it's just, I mean, it's a step I would get, I'd say, having a, having a sit downs here, well, like this yes. with the media, it's a step. I'm not saying it's, it's all everything, but at least that's a step. That's something that you would never have seen before. Correct. Fair to say that. Actually, it happened with the prior chief. Uh, Jeff Blymeister used to sit down. Right, right. He he was he was very open. I mean, he was yes, uh, you're under percent. Oh. He would he would come on this show anytime I asked him to. Yeah, yeah, a hundred a hundred percent. So and and same with Tom Cassidy when he was the chief as well. And then we've got uh, we've got this uh, new HHS head, 
and this story. We touched on this briefly yesterday. Uh, the announcement that Do- Dr. Steve, I don't know if it's Corsi or Corsi, uh, but he is uh, going to be rep- replacing Danette Smith as the head of the Department of Health and Human Services. Some reaction yesterday. I saw Ten Eleven had a story with some reaction from kind of everyone in this whole thing. Uh, there was some blowback on the selection based on a few things, including sort of um, his activity on Twitter and some of the, the things that he liked um, based on some of the other things that had happened in his career. But here's what the governor's office said about the selection. Said uh, Governor Pillen was elected because of his strong conservative values. He's now appointed someone who also has a strong conservative track record of competence and experience in state health and social services to lead one of Nebraska's most significant agencies um and went on a little bit after that as well on this whole thing uh state senator merv reapy now he's an interesting voice on this a little bit because if you remember he was kind of a swing vote in the legislature on some major issues last year he said i hope that he will meet the standards for that that warren buffett uses first integrity second intelligence and third energy and he looks like he has that potential Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, that, that's coming down firmly on both sides of the fence. Uh, he also said, he also said, there isn't any place in the state where we need discrimination against either any part of the population, whether it's religious conservatives or whether it's LBGTQ community um, or even the transgender community. Corsay has to start at the top with a big view. So re- referring to questions probably about that whole thing. Senator Michaela Kavanaugh, she says a simple Google search does bring up some alarming questions of qualifications and really integrity and ethics. I'm hopeful the governor has done the due diligence of making those types of inquiries and getting solid answers as to why this is the right fit for Nebraska. Um, so you had, she had said that. Senator Hunt, we talked about this yesterday. She had said that she was saying, hey, um, the legislature is going to have their opportunity to speak on this next session, and this may be something where they go ahead and don't give their vote of approval. We'll see. We'll see on that whole thing. You know, if the governor's got his name behind it, I find a hard. I find I have a hard time believing they're not going to be able to get the votes to get right. this through. The other interesting thing is that's going to be what four or five months away when that actually happens. Yeah, like the way I mean, he basically starts on the job prior to that, and then they do the. Then they do the approval of it after the starts. Fact. I so, think September 11th. September 11th. Yeah. So you got a month. So you have four months on the job, yep. essentially, on that whole thing. So, and it depends too on when the speaker actually lets right, us when, come forward. Right. I assume it'll be at the beginning, but I guess we don't necessarily know that to be the case either. So there you go. Uh, and of course, then there'll probably be a ballot initiative, and <laughs> we're not. And, do- no. You know. Yeah. Uh, Let's just outsource everything that the legislature does to ballot initiatives. We'll have a we'll have a ballot approving every executive branch appointment by the governor. Problem with that, it probably costs more to uh, to do a ballot initiative for the state than it does to pay the forty nine uh, yeah, legislators. Probably, probably as well. Um, okay, so those are uh, those are the sing- some of the things that we've we've got going on, uh, Caleb. Nothing. I don't think anything particularly new or notable in Husker sports news with uh, with volleyball, football, 
kind of continuing to track on toward their their red white spring game for volleyball coming up on Saturday and of course football's first game here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I've got so. a little bit of sound from volleyball. They are t- tell me, can you name the oldest player on Nebraska volleyball's team? Is it I, ooh, is it uh, is it Krause or Batenhorst? It's Batenhorst. Yeah. 21 years old. Okay. Junior, no seniors. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of talk about youth, and they've got a number that they've been talking a lot about in practice. There, I'll have that in sports. It is going to be an interesting, that Saturday red-white match is going to be about as interesting as you've seen for a while, just because there are so many new faces. And I know you got they played in the spring, but but to get to see them here this close to the season, from Laney Choboy on the defensive end to Merritt Beeson, the transfer mm-hmm. from Florida to um, you know to the center competition that's going to be going on. Some of these young hitters, Juravicious mm-hmm. uh, as a hitter, and get to see a little bit more of the younger Cubic. At Can this they just point. lay Juravicious as athlete? Maybe <laughs> just insane yeah. athlete wherever she's out there. I heard, and her dad was that way for Penn State as a wide receiver too. Back in the day, so yeah, there will be a lot, a lot to see there, just in terms of what the future looks like, because there are still a lot of questions, just kind of who these players are, and then some questions about who's getting time and who's not. And again, probably most of that focused on the setter position right now. Well, and in, in some of that, think about the things that John Cook has said in the past: how you can get, how you can get out there and get get your hand on a ball, get get some net time. You yeah. have to be great at serve. And you have to be great at passing. Right. Well, one of those up for the setter position, incoming freshman Bergen Riley, mm-hmm. John Cook has called her the best server so far for their team this fall as they go through their practice. What does that mean when you get into a match and you've been going around? How, how do those serves translate? But if you're kind of being named the best server on the team, that that makes me think you're not going to go out to just serve play that one play that one spot and then right. you bring Kennedy Orr back in that makes it seem like Bergen Riley's got a really good chance at taking this from the get go yeah and then who else you know Be- I think Becca Alec is pretty locked in as getting playing time but middle who else blocker, do you see absolutely. at mi- but who else do you see at middle blockers Maggie Mendelson you know going to con- take a step to more playing time Andy Jackson there and then, like I said, the hitters. We know Krause and Batenhorst, but how does Harper Murray fit in mm-hmm. with that as well? So, well, and, and Mendelssohn went on the volleyball trip this summer. She did not go to Greece with the basketball team. Okay, so so you can see a little bit of hoping that there's a step forward for her on the volleyball court. We've we've seen that we saw that development when she got into basketball season, got a couple weeks under her belt. Yeah, how how good she can really be there. What does that mean for coming back year two as a middle blocker for Nebraska volleyball? Yep, it'll be uh, it'll be fun to see that team getting going and uh, get some sports going here. All right, we'll grab a break. Six twenty six. Speaking of sports, Caleb, we've got a check of that next. Your sound off's coming up in ten minutes on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln. And conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, welcome back. 68 degrees in the capital city. Nice out there. Sunny skies, high of 82 today. Dew point right now. Here's what helps. Dew point right now, 56 degrees. So down there pretty considerably. And they say they, being the meteorologists, are saying when we get to the record heat coming up this weekend, it's not going to be as humid as we've seen with the um, the more recent heat waves over the course of the last few weeks. So that. You know, might make it just pretend you're in Arizona, right? They've had a great summer, so you can too, right here in Nebraska without having to go down to the southwest. So that's what's coming up weather wise. A uh, half hour from right now, we'll take your cues to call, or you'll take our cues to call, I should say, for the next season that we start here again of Generation Collaboration. We will play Generation Collaboration today, where you partner up, depending on your generation, with Mark, myself, or Caleb. And if you get through five questions about your generation and an extra point about another generation, then we're going to give you tickets to see Volleyball Day in Nebraska. The match at Memorial Stadium, a pair of matches actually, but most notably the Nebraska versus University of Omaha map match and hey if they're they're all in on nebraska carney against wayne state awesome go see that one too i mean i I think we'll probably be seeing both of them yep i'll be i'll try to be there for and then uh and then also the scotty mccreary concert as well so that is going to be your chance to win those we're gonna do that this week we're also going to do that next week with those tickets we have two pair to give away Mm -hmm. before the event happens two weeks from yesterday so that happens on the 30th uh, so that's what we've got going on here on the show today. A little bit later on the show today, the Grow Lincoln team joins us. Greg Sharp going to join us. Both of them will join us during the 8 o'clock hour, so you want to stay tuned later in the morning for those conversations, always interesting ones. And one further thing I want to mention before we get into the sound off, tomorrow is request line Friday. We made a decision a little bit late in the week that we are going to go general this week. So no theme that you have to tie yourself to. It's whatever you want to hear for Request Line Friday this week. And you can tell us why you want to hear it, too. The way that you get a song played is much like the way that you used to get a song played on the radio. It's just instead of calling, we have you text your radio DJ at 402-479-1400. Give us the song that you'd like to hear, the name of the song that you'd like to hear. If you want to tell us why you want to hear it, Caleb and I will go get the audio. Well, Caleb will do it. Go get the audio. I did it when he was gone, and uh, we will put it in queue to be played, at least a portion of it to be played on the show tomorrow, and we have some fun on the weekend playing some music um, very uniquely here, unlike anything you're going to hear on talk radio anywhere else where we fuse in the music with the talk, and we end up with the most variety-filled hour-plus of music anywhere in the country, I believe. The people answered the call. They answered the the call when we said it was Oh, did we? Okay. All right. That's good. People are going to miss this, man. Only a couple more weeks left of Request Line Friday till we have our annual 
annual off season for Request Line Friday, which happens to be the on season for football. Yes. All right, sound off time. We got new polls in the GOP primary. Oh, we love polls. After they finished up their time at the Iowa State Fair eating fried food on a stick and rapping Eminem songs and riding the rides and kissing babies, who made headway over the course of the last week and who did not make headway? Apparently, everybody needs to start rapping Lose Yourself by Eminem <laughs> at the Iowa State Fair. It probably won't surprise you that former President Trump remains the runaway favorite among GOP voters in the primaries, a year plus out from the election, up a whopping 37 points over Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Interestingly, only one candidate, though, has made a big move since June, and that is Vivek Ramaswamy. He's doubled his support in just a couple of months, up to 11% from 5%. Among Trump primary voters, Ramaswamy's support is up from zero back in March to a whopping 22%, while Governor DeSantis is down 15% since then. All right. <laughs> That's our boy! I don't know. I wouldn't go that far, but nonetheless. Generation collaboration is yes, extending to the White House, okay? <laughs> Caleb's cheering for his millennial here on this one, uh, kicking out the X. I mean, they have their own generation collaboration at the top of that race, to be honest. They really do. You got do. the Boomer and Trump. You got the X in DeSantis. And you got the millennial and Ramaswamy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All going together. Top three right now in the... Uh, in the polling and and all to see who gets to go head to head against the silent generation with joe biden right I, yeah i guess is that what biden Cause that, yeah because he was a couple years into geez. at the bottom of silent generation yeah yeah you look at the trending on this thing uh right now the i mean and and the average of all of the polls the biggest thing that's happened in 2023 is trump has really widened the gap you started 2023 and it was like Trump and DeSantis were all almost head-to-head in January, or neck-and-neck, neck, I should say, in January of 2023. That gap has obviously significantly widened, uh, with DeSantis slowly going down and Trump slowly but surely going up. And, like, if you look at, I'm, I've got the, uh, the poll average that 538 does, and about a third of the way through January, uh, you had DeSantis at about 42%, and you had Trump at about 44%. It was there at one point. Can you believe that? It was there at one point, about 44 to 42. Now you look at it, the most latest one, and it's got Trump at 53.7, and it's got DeSantis at about 16%. Okay. With, uh, yeah, 15% actually is the number, 15%. Uh, Ramaswamy on that one is at 7.2. Now, here's the other interesting thing on this one. Can you guess, can you guess who at least in this and different polls may be different, but this is the 538 average Uh of the polls that they believe are reliable. Who do you think is in fourth place right now? According to this, you're not going to get it right. I'll say that. It's not Chris Christie. Not no. Christie is in four, five. He's in sixth. Okay. Um, is it that Miami mayor? No, he is in. <laughs> he is last in this list at number eleven with point two percent. He's trailing Will Hurd, Tucker Carlson. No, no, it's no, it's not. It's got they got Pence in fourth place now. Pence. <laughs> they got Pence in fourth place. Okay, yep, it goes Trump, D- 
Does Trump 53.7, DeSantis 15, Ramaswamy 7.2, Pence 5.6, Haley 3.8, Christie 2.9, Tim Scott 2.5. Oh, and then sad, under, sad for your Tim Scott under pick. One, sad. I'm still sticking to it. <laughs> I'm, you, um, we have our own racehorses in the GOP race. No, you know what, though? I, yeah, it's still... I mean, I can't. I can't envision any scenario where Trump doesn't win this now. No, like none. And it only is going to be bolstered if they go through and convict him on one of these or multiple. Well, of I these can, at there, this point. there's a single scenario where Trump doesn't win this. That's if he himself decides that he's out of the race. That's true. That like he has to pull himself. That's out seriously. Of the race. I mean. I, I can't. I can't imagine anything other than that right now. Maybe I'll eat my words on that, but that's. It just. It doesn't. I don't see anybody rising up out of this group. No, just, everyone else is, is fighting for a VP nod or a cabinet position. Yeah, I that's mean, all I think, they're there for. I don't think Pence is. I mean, Pence obviously right. isn't, but the rest of them and Christie isn't. Christie isn't, but the rest of them probably are, especially Ramaswamy. Mm-hmm. He's going to make him his running mate, I bet. Yes. He's going to be VP. I mean, I know they're talking about the, what was the last one that came out? Marjorie Taylor Greene might be a running mate, which I don't, he doesn't need, he does not need her. I mean, I would say that would be a really, for him, that'd be an interesting running mate choice. Mm -hmm. Ramaswamy would, so, Ramaswamy, excuse me. And then they could do more duets, at least, with like the rap karaoke. You could do some. Like is, is there Tribe called quest songs and stuff? Well, is, is there a mashup of Eminem and Village People? Because <laughs> oh, I, YMCA. Because I so, feel like that's that that's the collaboration you need between Vivek uh, and Donald. Who in their campaign insisted <laughs> that they went with YMCA after every one of these rallies? That was. <laughs> It was amazing. <laughs> I'm just thinking all those dance videos. This is videos. my favorite TikTok ever when they had the things, when they were trying to duplicate the exact dance that Trump did to YMCA. I don't know how he moves like that. That was funny. <laughs> all right, what else do we have going on here this morning? Let's go here. The FDA, how many times have you heard lately? It feels like It feels like through the years in the nutrition world, you've always had various trends where people are really trying to do focus on on one thing and that becomes the most trendy early 90s it was fat free right fat free foods to the point that they made these brands of chips um with olestra in them to make them fat free and it ruined everyone's stomach for an entire year <laughs> just to, yeah look it up sometime everyone's destroyed. look up o oh or like olestra doritos and <laughs> People's digestive systems did not handle those products. But everything was fat-free, right, for a while. And then you've had you had the keto boom and the low-carb boom. And, and, and you've had now, it feels like, a lot more of the focus has been on reducing sugar. Sugar is the big thing that you uh -huh. need to be reducing. And the FDA is actually having a hearing on this here this week. All those cookies and sodas and cereal adding up, so the average intake in the U.S. of added sugars is about 17 teaspoons a day. The American Heart Association says men should get just nine teaspoons a day of added sugar. 
For women, it's six teaspoons. Now the Food and Drug Administration wants to know what the public wants done about it. They're going to be holding a public meeting as well as virtual listening sessions November 6th through the 8th. More information on those sessions will be out in September. Jill Nato, Fox News. Number one. Why are you saying it in teaspoons? Yeah, There's everything's who, in grams. Everything's in grams. I cannot stand that about the the food world. It drives me nuts. Uh, like the times that I have tried, I think a lot of people do this. They try and uh, keep a kind of a diary recording what they eat to count calories or macros or or whatever it is. I know a lot of people do that. But how many times are you com- completely frustrated because? The units are never consistent over these things. Are we are we doing it in grams? Are we doing it in ounces? Are we doing doing it in in some other denomination here to try and make it consistent? So, uh, but nonetheless, uh, FDA is going to be uh, coming out with some potentially some new regulation. Nine teaspoons, nine teaspoons of sugar. Yeah, I have no idea how many grams that is. Can you look that? Can you give me a translation for that? Nine teaspoons equals. How many grams of sugar? Because that's the way that it's listed. And it's listed first as the sugar, and then it's listed. That's not what they're talking about. Like, it's okay to have bananas and fruit because that's got a lot of sugar. Those numbers don't count to it. But you're looking at the column right after it where it says Adam sh- added sugar. Uh, nine teaspoons is th- just over 37, almost 38 grams. Okay. This code red I'm drinking over here <laughs> you know, has 129 you... total sugars. Um, How many added? Does it have added? Oh, including that? added sugars, all of its added sugars. Okay. All, uh, uh, 100% of it. Okay. It is apparently 258% of your daily intake. <laughs> all right, so you're good for four days then. Oh, my God. That's good. You're in for four days. I started looking up that number like, oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't oh, mean... No. I didn't, that was not me drink-shaming you, by the this way. This is a very personal it was not, soundbite I did here. Not, <laughs> did not mean to do that. Oh, my God. 129. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, another, another university in the uh, Big Ten. Now, Nebraska did it with basketball last year, but more and more of these universities at football stadiums are adding alcohol to the menu for their fans, and there's a new one for this year. Mm-hmm. It's a place where Nebraska's going, too. Sparty is set to get a little more saucy this football season. Michigan State University is planning to sell alcohol at select home football games this upcoming season. The Board of Trustees at Michigan State University voting to authorize the school to request liquor licenses to sell alcohol beginning with the September 16th game against the University of Washington. The board's vote came after Governor Gretchen Whitmer signed legislation in July lifting the state's ban on alcohol being sold at college sporting events. The governor believes this new law would help reduce the likelihood of binge drinking before games. John Saucier, Fox News. November 4th. Now, bringing it, that's when Nebraska goes there. Yep. Um, Bringing it back to Nebraska, uh, has there been any, have you heard anyone after this basketball season been like, yeah, that was a bad idea? Like, I, I don't know. I, heard, I mean, I'm not sure there's people all, like, going nuts that it's a great idea either, but I've not... I've seen, and this is the the, be, uh, the best I can recollect, I've seen one post on social media where someone was upset that they went to a game and the people around them were drinking because their grandkids, their grandkids could smell the alcohol, is oh. what she said. 
but but also which is which is which is wild to think just like generationally where people are because when I went to one of the first games that you could have alcohol at and I was sitting front row of the media section and like you could smell it, I was like I'm at a sporting event and I was just sitting there going let's go Does, do, do drinks give off that strong of smell around people I wouldn't have even known I don't have a great sense of smell but Nonetheless, but, but that's it. That that's the that's literally for me so, the only negative that I heard. Assuming it has been generally positive, you really wonder if, and we got several months until we're here yet. But will they add it to baseball this year? Something that we thought they were going to do last year, but they didn't end up doing. Well, and so much of that is the the contract with Haymarket yeah. Park and the Salt Dogs, right? So so that well, be- figured if that's it. I mean, they've got the infrastructure to do it there. Yeah. Much like they had at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Probably so, a lot of it is just figuring out the revenue split. Yeah, that's probably what is uh, what's holding it back. It's not a concern that you're going to have drunken, rowdy fans necessarily. So, uh, all right, let's finish up here. Oh, this is crazy. What what would you do? How would you behave if the ATM in the area that you were started just spitting out free money? How okay. would people conduct themselves? It's a thought like ex- ravenous wolves. It's a it's a thought experiment, but it was a real experiment in Ireland mm. over the last few days. Checking account. Check this out. People crowding around Bank of Ireland ATMs after somebody noticed a technical glitch. The machines seemed to be giving out large sums without any money being debited from the user's account. Some clearly rushed to join in, they're still in their pyjamas. Later, police are seen standing guard at the ATMs. The Bank of Ireland admitted the glitch but warned people it was all too good to be true. In the end, those withdrawals really would add up. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. People thought they were just going to get away. They were just going to get free money. So, so people went in. They typed in their own account, and they were like, "Oh, look at all of this money that I didn't request." Right? You just, you, I, I suppose, you just re- withdrew it, but it just didn't get deleted from your or deducted from your your balance. And you just thought, when you oh, got the receipt. Well, a, another twenty here. Maybe, maybe another twenty here. Yeah. So anyway, hopefully you didn't. Hopefully you didn't blow it all in one place right after you got it, or you're going to be. Maybe in some trouble there. All right, we've got 68 degrees in the capital city at 655. We'll take a break. We're here from the Capital Humane Society next on KLIN. Hear the Huskers home and away. Now streaming live on the KLIN app and at KLIN.com. It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, let's talk to uh, Matt Machar over at the Capital Humane Society and uh, find out what is going on over there right now. Good morning, Matt. How are you doing today? Good. How about yourself? Good. Uh, I was like hearing about the types of animals that are available for adoption at the Capital Humane Society. So what do we have this week? So first off, we have Harrison Cooper, who's a seven-month-old Doberman, neutered male, black and tan in color, and he weighs 52 pounds. So he's a really good-looking dog. And Came in as a lost dog. Surprisingly, nobody came looking for him. But what we've learned at the shelter is he is a huge fan of water. He <laughs> loves jumping around in the pool and playing in the water. So definitely invest in a kitty pool for him. But uh, he's also done well with meeting kids at the shelter, other dogs. And so he'll likely do well in a home with, with kids and other dogs. Nice. All right. What else do we have? 
And then we have Vincent, who's an eight-year-old domestic long hair neutered male. He's a brown-black tab, and he weighs about 13 pounds. He was surrendered because he doesn't like to, to share laps and, and pets with other cats. So, ah. so he wants to be your only feline friend. He doesn't want to share uh, you with anybody else. So if you're looking for a, a cat that can be by himself with you, uh, he's your guy. And will be very committed to you, it sounds yes, like, as yes. well, which is <laughs> which is nice as well. Uh, all right. Uh, so for people who may be interested in adding a pet to their home through adoption, what should they do? Yeah, so come on out to the Pylock Pet Adoption Center. We're out at 70th and Nebraska Parkway. We're open today and tomorrow from 1130 to 7 each day, and then Saturday and Sunday from 12 to 5. So folks are welcome to come in whenever we're open, and we'd love to see you this weekend. Great. Thanks so much, Matt. I appreciate it. Thanks for everything you do, and we will talk to you again next week. All right? Sounds good. Have a good one. We got Matt Matt Charles from the Capital Humane Society. All right, here's what we've got on deck. Be ready. Get yourself in a place where you are able to call and potentially play the radio game Generation Collaboration. Okay? Be ready to partner up if you're a millennial with Caleb, if you're Gen Gen Xer with me, if you're a boomer with Mark. Because if you go on a journey with the host of your choice from your generation that involves winning... Generation collaboration, that is getting five trivia questions right about your generation and an extra point about another generation. We are going to hook you up with some very on-demand tickets in and around the capital city and the entire state right now. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Visibility can be a challenge. If you come across anything that gets in your way, call the traffic hotline 402-479-1414. That's a quick check of your time saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Well, it's been a long time since we played Generation Collaboration, maybe too long. I think I was very frustrated with it when we stopped doing this. I know you were. Last winter or spring or whenever it was that we last did a season of Generation Collaboration. And I think a big part of that is that the scoring, and I haven't told Mark this, but the scoring was all or nothing. You could get five right, and if you missed the extra point... You did not get a a win. You did not get a win. It counted as an 0-1. Adjustment on the scoring for this season. Okay, how does it work? As long as you keep getting questions right, you keep tallying up your win column. 
Okay. So if you get the first three right and the fourth one wrong, it's a three and one for Gen X. So it's basically scored by actual questions. By actual questions. The only difference is when you get to the extra point, it won't count against you. You get two for getting it right. It doesn't count against you if you get it wrong. Okay. And obviously, so if it's you, only and, about your knowledge of your own generation. Correct. And and obviously, if you're the first one to run the table, five in your generation, one in another generation, get that extra point. You get our prize today. You get our prize today, which is tickets to volleyball day in Nebraska. So, have you got a spreadsheet for that? I'm gonna work on this real quick over here. <laughs> All right. So if uh, if you choose, who's asking whom the questions, Caleb? How is it gonna work? Here? Um, I still have my pile for the boomers. So you're asking I believe Mark. You have the pile for millennials. Yeah. So I'm asking you. And Mark has the pile and for ask me. Generation Extreme. All right. All right, let's go to the phones and let's play the game. Uh, Charlie is first. Good morning, Charlie. How are you doing? I'm great, Jack. How are you? Good. All right. Uh, what generation do you identify as? Boomer. All right. Okay. Boomer. All right, Charlie. Caleb, it's time to ask uh, Charlie and Mark the questions. Let's see if the Boomers can go 1-0 and here. Chance to get on the board. Here we go. The Vietnam War spread into this country in 1970. Well, that was Laos, wasn't it? Laos or Cambodia. Ooh. I, th- I think it's Cambodia. Well, I'm not going to argue with you. Okay. It is Cambodia. Hey, good, good pick up there. All right, Charlie. I thought it was Laos, too. All right. Robotic servant Robbie the Robot was first featured in which iconic sci-fi classic? Robbie, Robbie the, the Robot. The robot. The Forbidden Planet. Whoa. Uh, okay, I'll I'll go along with that. I'm it like, is wow. Forbidden Planet. Charlie's cleaning this thing up right now. Singer Janis Joplin was a member of this band between 1966 and 1968. Ooh. Oh, um, I think I know this. Janice, well, I know Janis Joplin, but I don't know what group she was a member of. Uh, when? What were the dates on that? 1966 to 1968. Oh, I have no idea. Right. Want to hazard a guess real quick, Charlie? The only the only thing I can think of is uh, back then there was uh, Cosmic Blues was the band, but I don't think she was a member of that band. But. All right. Is that well, you're it? right. It is not Cosmic Blues. <laughs> you're right, but you're wrong. It's right. More like, right. Oh. It was Big Brother and the Holding Company. I would not have known that. So with our new scoring, that's not an 0-1 for the Boomers. It's a 2. That's a 2-1. Two 2-1. And one two and one for the Boomers. But no tickets. But no tickets, oh, correct. Jesus. This next call, who I think it is. You yep. know, I'm usually not this. I'm usually not this unwelcoming to our callers uh but asterisk james is here to play with caleb morning guys unless unless, has is he grown into has he gotten older and become a gen x is that possible that's not how generations what are you talking about i thought maybe (laughs) (laughs) thought maybe things changed good morning james how are you doing how are you uh well i was doing okay um All right, let's do it, James. Let's see if you. This is gonna suck. This is, it's, <sighs> we know. We know how this goes. It sucks. All right, I'm mixing these up. I'm pulling out a random one. That's why. Okay, yeah. and here's the other thing. I gave everybody giant piles of the cards, 
so that there's no way anyone could have cheated in here, okay? Okay. I know those accusations have that's, been thrown about. Mark Mark is very Mark can throw those out sometimes. <laughs> but that's fine. All right, here we go. This 2003 computer animated film follows a clownfish as he searches for his lost son who is captured by a scuba diver. Finding Nemo. And and Mark and his partner are discussing Cambodia and Laos and <laughs> Janet Joplin's band she was in for for a couple of months in the 60s. In this, okay. This Nickelodeon program is a sketch comedy show. That's not much information. All that. I think it's all that. Yeah. Good Lord. This 1991 period film tells the story of a stunt pilot with a sophisticated jetpack. Uh, Caleb, there's a movie called The Rocketeer. Is that right? Are you? Are is that your guess? I think, was there a year on that? 1991. I'm going to go with The Rocketeer. Yep, yes, that's right. I saw that movie. Good at, job, I saw James. that movie at the Stewart Theater. Uh, all right, Russ, Rick Rubin and Russell Simmons co-founded this popular record label. Ooh, Rick Rubin oh. and Russell Simmons co-founded this popular record label. Was that Def Jam? Well, I know it wasn't Death Row. Um. The only one that comes to mind for me is Def Jam. Okay. I don't have a guess, so I'll go with that. That's correct. Okay. Okay. It's infuriating. That's four for us, James. I hope you guys missed the extra point. Uh, this, <laughs> this puffy pink character was featured in a hit Game Boy game. Gotta be Kirby. Kirby? Gotta be yeah. Kirby. Yep. <laughs> All right. There's five. All right. What? What do you want, Boomer Generation X? James, what uh, what generation? How do you should want to finish for? this coronation? Uh, let's exactly. Take one of those super hard Gen X questions. All right, Gen X, well, let's go. Listen, baby questions. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what city was the target of a bombing carried out by Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols Jeez. in 1995? Uh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Peace that's correct. Seven yeah, yeah. zero, baby. I am. I hope you can hear the disdain in my voice because th- that set of questions was embarrassing. I will be embarrassed watching volleyball. <laughs> yeah, I bet you will. I bet you'll just be so. I bet you'll have to hide your face when you go in there. <laughs> James, I bet. Well, congratulations, James. You get to go. You got Thank your tickets you. to the volleyball game. Have fun out there. All right. All right. I appreciate it. There you go, James. Asterisk, James. I should have known that it would start this way. And just remember, there was a reason we quit doing this. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. And it. Uh, I mean, what we need. I, I mean, listen. Here, but here's the thing, Mark. We're of genera- We're generations that don't make excuses. Okay, true. That's for those guys. Oh my! Oh my God! So, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that's Wait. what they do. Oh jeez! Kind of snowflakey. And so, listen. Now, James won. Now, 
I don't know how many other millennials there are out there that can win this thing. Chicken okay. Rich? Chicken Rich is not a millennial. He, he declared yesterday he was identifying as a millennial. <laughs> he declared it yesterday. As a matter of fact, I think last season he came on and he won with me as a millennial. I'm not going <laughs> to. Be careful. I know. You got a chance to play. You've got a chance to play because now we're just playing for, for records. And for generational clout. I, listen, I am going to become the Riley Gaines of uh, <laughs> generation collaboration. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking engagements. <laughs> going to walk wow. away from this. I was one. beat by a millennial or by a Gen Xer acting like a millennial. Um. Move on. Uh, Chris and Olathe is up next. Oh, are we still playing for yeah, no prize? Yeah, yeah you're still oh, playing. Oh, we're still, oh, okay. Okay, I forgot we're still playing. There's no prize, though, for Chris. But he probably, you know. He Pride. Lives, he lives in Olathe anyway, Pride. so he probably he probably has some football games to ref. Good morning, Chris. How are you doing today? Good morning, Jack. All right. I got a ticket, but I was hoping for a better ticket for the, for <laughs> All the volleyball game. All right. Well, so, I you, guess you, I got one more chance next week. Yeah, I'll, you got another chance next week. In. But yeah, you can practice. Let's get a win here. It'll make I think it'll make everyone feel better. It'll make everyone feel better, yeah. except for two people in this on this <laughs> earth. If we're able to do this, no, I think I'll, I'll feel good if you guys run the table here. Shut up. All right, Mark. <laughs> questions, please. I'd like who plays, who to plays, stop uh, talking. Who plays Marty McFly in Back to the Future? You want to take that one? Michael J. Fox. Boom. Here we go. According to his 1982 hit, Thomas Dolby was blinded with what? You want to take science. that one? Science. Yep, science. science. She blinded me with science. This back-to-earth collectible fad toy debuted in 1975. Came in a custom box with breathing holes. Back-to-earth? Say that again. Will you read that again? This back-to-earth collectible fad toy debuted in 1975. Came in a custom box with breathing holes. I think that was the Pet Rock. Back to Earth. Oh, back. To, okay, I get it. I get it. All right, Pet Rock. Yes, I'll go with that too. Yep. All right. SNL and uh, this SNL star played Nick the Lounge Singer. Oh, that was uh, that was Bill Murray, Murray. wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Star Wars. Everything is so easy. David Koresh made headlines in 1993 for his association with this cult. Uh, uh, Branch Davidians, right? Yeah. Well, boy, they really saved the tragedy ones for number five on this thing. <laughs> they, hey, was, you're, you're, you're five and the up. last one. Okay. Right. Bo- okay. Boomer or millennial? You choose, Chris. Oh, we've got to go millennial. Baby you questions. Get these every time, basic... every time Jack. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I can't wait for you to miss this. What do we got? Okay. Probably SpongeBob again. Before mobile keyboards, what was the name of the predictive texting message used to send message? Before mobile keyboards, what was the name of the... What was the name of the is predictive that... texting method used to send Isn't... messages? Is that... I don't think this is right. Like, I want to say QWERTY, but I don't think that's what they're saying, is it? QWERTY? You know, now that you say that, that might be right. QWERTY? That's the it was, yeah, you had to push the button three times to get to the letter you wanted. Oh, the predictive. Predi- yeah, that. but QWERTY, a QWERTY keyboard just meant that it had a full keyboard on on the thing. God, Kale's put oh. his hands over his mouth laughing. This is making me feel mm. Uh, predictive. What else would it have been called? Read it one more time for me, please. 
before mobile keyboards, what was the name of the predictive before. texting method used to send messages? I know the answer. Shut up. I, before the mobile <laughs> keyboard. So, yeah, it was the thing where you push the, the is it called? Uh, yeah. What I know, was that called? Well, you would press like th- three, and it would go, you put, keep pressing three when you went through the letters, right? I didn't really know it had a name, did it? Yep. According to this card, it does. Is it F something, like F2 or F4 or something like that? Need yeah. an answer. Uh, God, I... Oh, God. I know what it is. I mean, I know what it is. It's how we texted. We didn't call it a name. We didn't need a name for everything. We just did it, and we liked it. Final answer? Uh, I, I don't, it's not QWERTY. I know it's not QWERTY. Cause it's that's, not a, that's, QWERTY, QWERTY that's is the opposite of that. Right, uh, it's called F something, maybe like F4 or something like that. I don't know. F. Is it T9? It's T9. F4! That's oh, me. That's, baby! I knew it was a, le- I knew it was a letter <laughs> but, and a number. But here's the thing. You're sitting at 5-0, and o, the extra point not counting against you. All right. Well, we at least did that, Chris. Do we lose Chris? <laughs> he hung up. We're going to play this one last contestant here or not? Yeah, we'll, we yeah we can get this last right, one in here. Th- who's this? We got Andrew on the line. All right, Andrew. Hello, Andrew. How are you doing? I'm doing good, guys. All right. Who do you, who are you, this is just for pride. Who are you playing with? Team Millennial. Oh, baby. All right, let's go, Andrew. This is going to make me ill. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) What fantastical HBO series has an unofficial tagline of winter is coming? Oh, well, that's Game of Thrones. That was like a month ago. That's not even... (laughs) (laughs) This country music star actor released... uh, Country music star and actor released 2004's Live Like You Are Dying. Uh, Oh, Live Like You Dude, that's uh, that's not McGraw. Help me out, Caleb. Here. Uh, oh man, why am I blanking? Whoa! Uh, Whoa. Was that Kenny Chesney? No, no, that that's not Kenny Chesney. It's not his voice there. Uh, you were dying. Live like you were dying. Oh gosh! I went may, skydiving. Maybe it was McGraw. I, I think McGraw. I, I think it's McGraw. What's his first name? Tim. Tim, Tim McGraw. Oh, fine, yes. Faith's husband. What do you want from us? Which actress... Salty, this is unbelievable. Yeah, I'm very salty. Uh, which actress <laughs> stars opposite Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic? Kate Winslet. Yes. Yep. This singer and actor is the brother of Backstreet Boys member Nick. Oh, Aaron Carter, right? Yeah. He died a few months ago, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. These uh, cards were out before that. Yeah. This... Good Lord. This basketball player was drafted by the Orlando Magic in the 1992 draft and later became a pop culture phenomenon. Shaquille. That was Shaq. O'Neal. This is ridiculous. We're going to have to, I mean, people are going to riot. What do you want, Gen X or Boomer? <laughs> it doesn't even matter now, but I at least want to hear you get one wrong, just, maybe. Just, just, just to show that we know your generation, let's go ask. Oh, God. <laughs> Puke. <laughs> Uh, all right, Bill Parcells, another sports one. Jeez, Bill Parcells is commonly referred to by what nickname? Ooh, this this took, takes you back to the '90s a little bit. Oh my gosh, Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells. It's not Coach. That's um, different guy. It, I, the first thing that jumped to my mind was head ball coach, but that, I think that's wrong. Yeah, it's like Coach, Coach I know is uh, one of the former Cowboys coaches, but Bill Parcells, he, he was Pittsburgh, right? Um, he was Raiders. Oh, Raiders. Okay. This is wonderful. They're just spewing out incorrect facts one after the one, other. One after the other. It's amazing. It's a fun fiction you're writing about writing about Bill Parcells' life right now. 
Yeah, that's fine <laughs> with me. Yeah, I don't I, think I you guys have, have no it. I don't, I don't think you have it. Name would be. I don't think even, we have even, it, Andrew. Even I know that you, one. You get this moment, Jack. I have no idea. <laughs> it's the big tuna. Uh, big tuna. Uh, Bill big, Parcells, big tuna. Uh, to my knowledge, never coached the Steelers or the Raiders, by nope. the way. Um, Giants, Cowboys were some of the more significant ones that he coached. Hey, and you know what? I'll, I'll give you this. The Millennials got one wrong. Go take James's tickets from him right now. He lost too. Some Gen X, I permit you to just go take James's tickets from him. After day one of season four, millennials are out front with a 12 and 0 record. Puke. Gen X next, 5 and 0. Boomer sitting at 2 and 1. All right. It's going to be a fun season. I can already tell. Running away with it already, baby. All right. It's 726. I've got a headache next time we play. <laughs> well, we end with a missed question by the millennials. Sad. <laughs> Excuse time. Telling. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is The Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right. I think I'm mostly over what just happened. 12 and 0, baby. Not for long. Not for long. All right, let's count them down, starting today with... Number five. Second time in two days, an LPS student hit by a car on their way to school. Ugh. Yesterday, a 14-year-old hit near 8th and C around 8. Uh, Sergeant Chris Vollmer said it happened two blocks from Everett Elementary, three blocks from Park Middle School. On Tuesday, it was uh, about a block from Collar Elementary. My goodness. Um, and there's actually, I don't know that I necessarily want to see it. Maybe I do. There's actually, we have the video, or, or Channel 8 has the video, I should say, posted of one of them. A camera caught it. Is that right, Mark? Yes. Uh, uh, the one that was at 8th and C? Yes. Uh, that one, uh, it gets out of the car, runs around the back, and uh, doesn't stop. Runs into the street uh, as a crossing it and is struck by a vehicle. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what do we have in terms of... Do we have minor any injuries? Minor injuries to, in this. Okay, students. that's good to know. Uh, LPD though still looking for the uh, black SUV that struck the uh, child over at Color. Uh, they still have that driver did not stop. Driver uh, yesterday did stop. You're kidding! The driver at Color didn't even stop. No. Left what the a scene. what a jerk! Wow, still, that's terrible. Still looking for that or anybody that may have uh, helped the child stop to help or was a witness. They they really want to talk to somebody about that. Wow, that's terrible. 
I'm trying to I'm trying to see what happened on this other one where the kid got hit, but I can't really see it very well on the video. It, you will. Yeah, you will. You see it. Oh, there's another angle, it looks like here. Yes. Second one down. Maybe. Okay, yeah, gets out of the car. Oh, jeez, kid, look. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. That's incredibly fortunate that wasn't a lot worse. Yes. Holy cow. Yeah. Yikes. Yes. Uh, my. All right. Be careful out there. Drive slowly around these schools. Obviously, well, this one, this kids one, need to be looking. You know, this is still a couple of blocks from school. So That's true. Anytime you've got, you know, when you approach a school area, and they're all over. Right. Uh, just, you know, slow it down. Uh, oh, my goodness. All right. So, let's be careful out there. Moving on to other things that are going on today. Number four. Looks like the opening casinos starting to make an effect on other forms of legalized gambling. Uh, such as uh, charitable gambling, uh, keno, pickle cards, bingo, local raffles. Uh, reportedly down 10.6% from for the quarter uh, report out this week from the on the charitable gaming. Uh, Bill Harvey at Big Red uh, Keno said the decrease was summed up in one word, casinos. Interesting. Uh, Nebraska Examiner's got the full report on this. Are you guys surprised that it's had that much of an impact on on those sorts of things? Uh, not really. Like, are people is... Uh, I mean, because what must be happening in those situations doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out, but what's happening is the people that were typically spending time playing Keno are now, you know, in a, a sports bar or something like that where they had it, are now going to the actual casino instead and doing whatever. I don't know, you know. And you don't even have it fo- fully there. open with everything yet. Yeah, that's the thing. Because I, I'm still waiting to see... What exactly, like, when it's all open for me personally, because this is the part that I'm interested in, the sports book. How, how, what right. is that area like, fully going to look like? Man, that'll be, I'm not interested in gambling enough to go down there when it's a sort of interim facility that they're using. Yeah. But when they have a whole hotel built and, like, and there's events, places to eat and there's stuff going on there, like, that's a whole lot more interesting for me to think about going mm-hmm. to that, like, the gambling in a construction site does not sound that <laughs> does not yeah. really sound that fun. But your point stands, which is that man, if it's got that impact, then you wonder if that's going to even increase here down the road because right. there's obviously you know, and and then there's other you know it's like it's like I might play Ke- I play Keno very occasionally, very occasionally, and a casino's existence wouldn't impact that. For any reason, mm-hmm. but it's it's again. It sounds like people who are more likely regulars that are doing this, yeah, and have the have the chance. But is that? I'm a little surprised to be honest, because the I, thing I, about Kino is just that it's it's simple and quick, and you can be in a place, right? You can be in this the the restaurant slash sports bar usually where mm-hmm. they're at. At that point, it's convenient to you go wherever's convenient to get to for you. You know how the game works, right? There's a very you could wager a very limited or whatever amount that you want on those things. I actually am a little surprised that it's been... And I guess it's not just Keno, but you mentioned uh, it was also, what, bingo, pickle cards, those sorts of things Are you well, surprised? Right, are yep. you surprised more that it's down, or are you surprised that it's down 10%? Like, the, is, is it more the number, or just that it's down? Yeah, probably the latter, that it's down so much. Mm-hmm. I would say. Now, I'm curious, when, when there is a full sports book open, and if they've got kind of a, a sports bar feel in there 
Can you do Keno while you're in there? That's a good question. Will that do they or will they have? I've still never been out to the so. casino, so no. Somebody I remember that there. discussion. They were talking about how Keno could expand or whatever. I don't recall that being a possibility. Okay, because I, I was curious if that if you're seeing that it's the same people that were either doing one and now they're doing more of the other that it's available. If they were to go spend time in there like it was a sports bar, because you have to bet, you have to wager in person on for the sports gaming, would they run Kino in there as well? Good question. Do you know what's weird? I don't think I've talked. I'm sure I'm. I'm sure someone I know or whoever relationship with a friend or something that I know has gone there. I don't think I've had a conversation with anybody who's gone there about going there yet at this point. Have you? Same here. Same here, as a matter of fact. Have you, Mark? Not that I recall. No. Interesting. I'm I'm not as surprised by the 10% drop. I mean, we did have the sports book open earlier uh, this quarter or that the last quarter. And and sometimes those those new things have a tendency to draw more people in. Let's mm-hmm. let's look at it over a longer period of time. You know, it's kind of weird. I kind of forget about it. <laughs> I, I never too. would have guessed that I, you would have a casino in Lincoln. And at some point, it would feel like it's. Well, it hasn't really changed anybody's life. It's not. First of all, it's just not in a place that you drive by it and see it visually. Right is a a huge part of it. Unless you've got a you know kind of a unique place that you're going there. It's on the outskirts of town. Mm-hmm. Right um, on the way to your uh, palatial vacation spot in Beatrice. I think the advertising has been... I think they're probably holding off on some of the advertising would be my guess. There's some, but there's not a ton right now. Right. Most of the advertising I've seen is to try and get people to work there. Right, um, yeah. And so when that increases, that'll feel different as well, I think. But then the other question is... If it becomes a bit, and I think it'll become a lot more of a destination when it's finished and when it's more visible. Mm-hmm. Yes, I say in quotes, and that makes that makes you wonder. We talked to the mayor yesterday about you know new revenues coming in. How much is it going to? How much more money is it going to be putting in some of these coffers that it's I think, that it's sent to? I think it's going to be putting a lot more than they projected. Yeah, it's getting close to a hundred thousand a month now. Uh, Think about the lodging tax and all the all of the uh, sales tax. Oh, right! Once, right. Once it's fully operational, I mean, you have a small convention at that hotel, and you could have a additional, you know, couple hundred thousand dollars. That's a great point. Hey, the Nebraska night. Broadcasters Association. No, that's a great point, Mark. Is you're going to have? <laughs> yeah, you wonder. Hey, Jim, Tim, let's make it happen. That's a great point, though. You're going to have an audience. I don't want to say a captive audience, but you're going to have a. I mean, essentially, people who are staying the night there all the time. Right. Once they get that thing going, and new people to populate the the gaming floor all the time. So, well, it makes it just one more thing to come and see and do in Lincoln. Yeah, what they list right now, yeah, slots, horse racing, and the sports book is what they list as the options. And sports racing, obviously, is by simulcast. Mm-hmm. And, th- and think about what that looks like when you've got the seven Saturdays in the fall where you've got home football games, people coming to town. That's another place for people to stay. Obviously not this fall, but right. another place for people to stay, another event for people to go to when when folks come in for state basketball. Yeah, for for, for state like there's just it's just another thing to do, but again, with all of this, the numbers are the numbers while it's temporary. What does it look like when it is fully yeah. open? And when it is fully visible, which mm-hmm. it's still just and I don't mean literally visible, but figuratively yes. visible as well. Number three. Department of Health and Human Services uh, officials removed the uh, wastewater COVID-19 tracking 
page, uh, removed it from the, the website. They're still tracking the data, but Matt Olberding in the Journal Star said uh, since the pandemic has been officially called off by the president, they... <laughs> well, the, de- the declaration of emergency has been called well, off, I guess, yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. You, go ahead. Be technical. On <laughs> My cynical side just popped in there, so... But anyway, they're not posting the data. You can get it if you need it or want it. Or you can test the wastewater yourself, I suppose. <laughs> you could. I don't know <laughs> why. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, I, I, I didn't. I got to be honest. I did not know that they were still keeping track of this. I think the most important thing is that that they're at least aware of it, that they're testing it for themselves. If it's not up sure. on a website, you know. So be it. I just I don't think it's impacting. It's probably impacting a real significant amount of people's behaviors by tracking that. No, but, uh, but man does notice note in the story that COVID nineteen cases are increasing. Yeah, I saw that. It was the highest uh, both in in uh, Lincoln. It was the highest cases since April and the highest percentage since I believe it said February. Highest percentage of positive tests, which uh, you know. That might be the the better number to go by because who knows where people test right now, right, right. In, in right. terms of getting total cases or if they test at all. Like, I sort of, honestly, who, who thought we would be here three years later? But if I get a cold, I sort of, somebody somebody said the other day, somebody had a cold, they were like, yeah, I took a COVID test. And I was like, whoa, forgot about those. <laughs> I mean, that's hard to believe three years later, which is a good place to be in, but hopefully those numbers don't get significantly different. Goodness sakes. I know I don't want to be talking about and thinking about that again. Number two. Enjoy the weather today. This is going to be a top 14 day, in my opinion. Um, 81, uh, light northerly breezes, maybe gust up around 20, low humidity. And then we get the proverbial, you know what's slapped out of us beginning tomorrow <laughs> and on into the weekend and into next week. By Saturday, we're looking at triple digits right through Tuesday or Wednesday of next Ugh. week. Heat index, heat index 105 plus. You heard it here, top 14 days. Yeah, well, you have a list of 14 days. That's a kind of a unique number. 1,400 KLIN. Oh, yeah, 10's lame. Apparently, I forgot how to market our station. <laughs> It's a top 99 day. Yeah. Let's see. I'm looking at the... Uh, this one is 99.3% pure day. Here's the, here's the interesting thing, though, Mark. Like on Saturday, where we could be seeing record highs, the, uh, the dew point tops out at 66 or 67, and the relative humidity to, uh, in the mid-afternoon is going to be at 34%. Right, but that's still... So, well, yeah, it's, it definitely is still hot, but it's a dry heat, Mark. Come on. It's a dry heat. Dry. Now we're going to see. It's a dry heat. Oh, if not for the listen, wind, it wouldn't be bad. Listen, compared to, well, that's very true. <laughs> the, the wind thing, number one. Compared to the one that we had about three weeks ago, which was the wettest heat I've ever felt in my life. Yeah, we had dew point at 80 so one day. It was so nasty. <laughs> I, th- I guarantee you this is going to be better. Yeah, better than it's that. It's going to be much better. It's going to be fine. You'll be fine. I mean, drink a lot of water, definitely. Use precautions, those sorts of things. But look at me being the, hey, hey, the weather optimist. You don't see that very often. But here <laughs> I am. Ex- I'm excited to feel what it's like to live 
in Arizona during the summer. Dew, so, point, dew point's even lower for Monday and Tuesday, Mark. Right. It's even even further but, down. But do you see Saturday's heat index range for the area? Let's see. I'm looking. Well, I'm looking at just the hour by hour. Tops uh, out in Lincoln at 106. Now look at the little uh, uh, thing that I put on the show sheet. Oh, okay. The weather service. I'm not Saturday. The uh, weather service saying our area could have a heat index between 100 and 115. Yeah, it's going to be like 106. We'll be fine. Okay. We'll be fine. All right. Uh, We'll see if I really think that. Yeah, I'm Saturday with my air conditioning in my house (laughs) at 68 degrees. All right, let's finish up. Number one. Well, it showed up on uh, an aficionado's Twitter feed, a Duncan, Massachusetts donut and coffee chain, preparing to launch a collection of spiked iced coffee and iced tea. Why not? Duncan Spike. Why not? Vine Pear reports uh, Duncan Spike was added to the list of label approvals for the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau database. The missed opportunity to go with Get Dunked. Okay. <laughs> I'll t- the, the amount of beverages that you have an alcoholic version of now that you didn't before is crazy. Like, you've got... They don't, they don't sell it in Nebraska, but it's all over in Iowa. Or at least I haven't seen it much in Nebraska. They have the Mountain Dew. That yes. is, that's in, in, if you go to Des Moines, that stuff is all well, over. Dealer Dave brought us a couple. Yeah, Dealer Dave brought us one. So you've got Mountain Dew. Have you seen the new ones? I don't know if they're that new anymore. They have alcoholic or spiked Sunny D, Sunny Delight. Mm-hmm. Really? They've got, the, they've got that right now. So it's a, is it, it's a Sunny D screwdriver? I guess so. It caught. It was like a ridiculous price. It was like eleven bucks for a four pack. I mean, come on. I'll mix it myself. Come on. Uh, what else do they have? That um, it feels. It feels like they've got Sonic has a seltzer now, like to drive through. Not that you can't buy right. there, but you can buy it at the liquor store. I mean, what's a, when Starbucks getting in this game? Right? When's Gatorade? When's Gatorade getting in the game? Do you, want to de- do you want to dehydrate and rehydrate at the same time? You sort of, I joke about it, but I think it's a good 50-50 shot. They're spiked Gatorade in the next two years. I will tell you from experience, don't do that. <laughs> I had a oh, I, really? I had a buddy in college. We put a there There was a mixture of things that involved vodka and Gatorade and I think a little bit of creatine as well. Oh. And, and <laughs> And his his stomach was trying oh to hydrate gosh, and rehydrate at the same time. What did that do to the and organs? Dehydrate and he wasn't in a good place. Yuck. Okay. Yeah. So let's just let's let's not do the sports drink one. That, I just that, that disproves uh, uh, what's his name's theory because in this case, what went down has come back up. <laughs> yes. Uh, Coke has branded Jack and Coke now. Yeah, and they've had they, that. Yeah, branded. Yeah, with a, it looks like a Coke Coke bottle kind yeah. of. I'm, I'm I'm just trying to figure out what's even left. What what non-alcoholic beverages stayed innocent over the years? Starry, <laughs> starry. Because uh, uh, oh, that's brand new, though. <laughs> hey, you're brand new. Just roll out. Make your reputation known. What what is left? High C Kool Aid. Oh wow, the Kool Aid people are missing out on some money, aren't they? Yes. Watch it. I want to be able to get. I want to get my lunchable with an alcoholic. Little <laughs> can, can you imagine the Kool Aid man coming through the wall and be like, oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, just falling over, misses completely, misses the wall. 
Uh. All right. That is it for your uh, sound off. It's brought to you by Stonebridge, Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on Lincoln's News and Talk 1400 KLIN. Cue the Huskers home and away. Welcome to KLIN. Now streaming live on your Amazon device and at KLIN.com. I will now connect you to the live stream. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 68 degrees in the capital city at 759. Coming up, 8 o'clock hour, Girl Lincoln team is going to join us. Robin and Dave will be in to talk about new restaurants, retail businesses in the capital city. After that, the return of Greg Sharp. He's been going on vacation, but he's back ready for the season. So we'll talk to him about Nebraska's fall camp. It's 8 o'clock on KLIN Lincoln. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Oh, yeah, I forgot, uh, forgot to mention this earlier this week, but Chris over there talking about the Big X being closed, significant construction going over there by Antelope Valley. Not a great time at the University of Nebraska. <laughs> to have major construction in that area, we learned the hard way on uh, on Monday of this week, and I think several others probably did this mm-hmm. week as mm-hmm. well. But anyway, <laughs> nonetheless, sometimes it seems to work out that way. All right, Thursday at eight ten, and that means it's time for Robin Eshelman, Dave Albers, the Grow Lincoln team, to tell us about what is happening in the world of business, restaurants, and retail in the capital city. And we say good morning to them right now. Good morning, Dave. How are you doing today? Good morning, good to gentlemen. How Robin? are you? Good, good morning. Good morning. Uh, all right. Let us jump in to the news that you've got. So, Robin, we are going to start with whatever's happening with Bed Bath and Beyond and other home deep decor news right now. What do a you have couple, for us? Yeah, a couple of home decor news bits this morning. Um, yeah, this has been kind of a big national story. Bed Bath and Beyond has merged with Overstock. I think we had someone ask on our Facebook page, like, what's the What's the deal? I mean, they basically, they merged together. Um, and 109 of 153 leases around the country were auctioned. Now, that doesn't mean they sold the Bed Bath & Beyond buildings in Lincoln and mm-hmm. other cities. What that meant was they had an auction. Who would pay the most money to take over your rent payment? Which sounds right. kind of weird, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Kind of strange. Yeah, mm-hmm. this happens periodically well and periodically when you do this you rake in 20 million dollars 
Well, this time they did. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. And they can get this kind of money because nationally, our shopping centers and retail centers are 95% leased. Um, and some of the people at the auction were actually landlords trying to get control of their own space. Oh, really? Back. Yeah. So they're just buying back like, the, buy, buying back the rental company. You're basically buying out the lease. So they buy it out so they can lease it to someone buy out else. The lease. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, so there were some interesting companies at this auction. Um, Burlington, which we used to call them Coat Factory. Right. Um, they paid $12 million to buy 44 of them. Other buyers were Macy's, Michael's Crafts, Scandinavian Design, and get this, Barnes & Noble. Really? Yeah, that I wouldn't one, that's a little surprising. Barnes & Noble would be out there bidding to take over um, those spaces. And then there were several other East Coast-type names that we haven't heard about around here. Um, no news yet in Lincoln, even if there was news. Jack is a former lawyer. You would know. You have to go through bankruptcy courts, right. and it takes a while, so I wouldn't expect to hear anything real, real fast. Right. It will be interesting to see what yeah, what happens with South Point specifically in that Bed Bath uh, and beyond that's there, What you know, given what the size is, given what the leasing situation, I don't know exactly what the leasing situation is overall at South Point. I know you said nationally it's very strong. Um, and so what kind of a place ends up going in there? It's and there a fairly prime spot. Isn't so. a more visible place at yeah. South Point than yeah. that store. So, And it's a pretty big one, too. So there could be some interesting things that go on there. All right. Uh, let's talk some local news with home decor in the Village Gardens area. What do we know? Yes, for our listeners who don't know, when we uh, talk about Village Gardens, it's at 56th and Pine Lake and Maven Street. Uh, Tile and Stone has expanded uh, at their location at 7011 Kindwell Lane. Uh, they also added a whole new tile collection. Okay. So lots, of, uh, lots of things have been happening over in that area over the last it really few years has. yeah it is um it's it's an area i've got a i've got a lesson a, a dance class that my daughter goes to kind of in that area and i end up back over there while i'm waiting for for various things um you know to get gas or to get coffee or something like that and it's busy everywhere <laughs> it really i mean it really feels like it is you've got you got, you got a scooters there. You got multiple breweries. You got three, you know, three breweries. One that's a full restaurant. You got two big restaurants that are, oh, no, three restaurants over there. Um, it's really significant. Got a church. They've done a really good job. I mean, and, and more construction going on. And more construction Apart- going on too. Right are those apartments well. open yet or almost done? I mean, that's, those are, sh- I gotta say, those are sharp looking buildings. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that concept, this, this idea when, when they kind of did this whole, this area that was just a lot of, a lot of empty land, uh, near that, near that Campbell space is really, really been successful yeah um it's it just in term the commercial side of it has just worked out really well for him yeah that, i think the commercial stuff worked out uh reasonably well it was more the residential the residential was a runaway hit you know in yeah. the beginning they they, they the, did well and then but then they started getting further and further away from the commercial mm-hmm. and then they started getting more what i would say your normal type of of uh construction uh, right because when they first started the residential there it was all of these sort of it was all this supposed to be sort of urban feeling you know different unique 
I mean, you go through there and some really cool, interesting houses there. Yeah. I remember going to to like the Parade of Homes stuff that they had there when it first opened up. You're like, whoa, these are these are crazy, but very cool. Yeah. Um, and then they open it up in sections. So yeah, it's been a very a uh, lot of vitality there. Uh, all right, fitness news. Uh, let's go with you, Robin. What do we have on this one? Fitness update across from Kelly's Carpet on Vine Street. We had um, a Facebook fan, Chris, who sa- who asked the Gordman's building on North. Oh wait, this is not on Vine Street. This is one on North Twenty Seventh. The Gordman's okay. building on North Twenty Seventh is being gutted and renovated inside. No idea what's going on in there. We have heard rumors um, that have not been confirmed that there's Crunch Fitness going to North 27th, that there's Crunch Fitness going to Vine Street, and that there's Crunch Fitness going to um, the former Kelly's Carpet. When we know for sure where they're going, we will let you know. Wow. Okay. So continued significant expansion of fitness chains. Um, and these, these kind of, these types where they're, it's chain and you can, I'm not sure exactly what crunch fitness is, so I shouldn't, it's a, na- it's is, a is, big it, is it similar chain. to any time yeah. or 24 hour or that kind of thing? But yeah, Dave is looking through building permits. Did you find yeah. anything? Well, I, I did find a, a building permit for 4615 Vine, which is, uh, okay. that general area that you're talking about. Five million dollars. So <laughs> a significant one, but it does not, uh, mention who the tenant would be okay but we'll we'll keep an eye on it and and we'll let you know all right um and in related news to fitnesses fitness centers kind of really opening up significantly throughout the community not just with this one but really over the course of the last decade or so a decision from brian life point this week dave yeah unfortunately uh they uh sent out a letter and a press release and they uh are closing their location at 7501 south 27th on september 30th uh they mentioned several new private entrants into the fitness market which by the way one of them who's pretty new is mike Hahn uh with body fit training not very far from there we're yeah gonna, we're yeah. gonna have him on our show this saturday to talk about time management and fitting fitness into your life and and it's it's interesting when brian lifepoint kind of talked about this they've been open since 2006 but they kind of said look we were around because we thought there was a hole in the market for it at that point that hole isn't really there anymore and they've obviously got things that they can use the facility for it sounds like sure um and so they're going to move away from that direction with this whole thing and you know the fitness centers are getting into more the medical end and the medical the monitoring your heart rate and some of the things that right brian probably did all those well years. it was interesting because you had both brian that brian that opened up in the madonna proactive which are both you know fitness centers mm-hmm. for the that the public can use but associated with with very strongly with oriented towards, right st- yeah. directly with Thera- healthcare physical ownership. therapy and yeah. yeah yeah with with those sorts of things but the it would be interesting to to see how many more just fitness centers there are man i'm i'm old enough to remember when it was uh when it was prairie life and it was sports courts and it was the racket club yeah. and maybe like the cottonwood club and that was kind of it right <laughs> and you didn't have national chains i know exactly or the, or what the you're ymca about. and the ymca and the y, obviously basically yeah the ymca was always there but now you've got a lot of 
lot of national chains all over between. I mean, you can think of them. You got 24-hour fitness. You got anytime fitness. You got crunch fitness. You got the nine round. Uh, you've got Genesis. Genesis. Genesis well, and Genesis, big, yeah. which is, those are the bigger ones. I think of those a little bit differently because they took over Prairie Life and Racket Club. But yeah, it's it's a very it's a very significant market right now. People trying to get fit. Uh well, and then the other thing is, is you're, you're seeing some of these, uh, a lot of these fitness centers having their own little niche. Uh, so, you know, where they're boot camp ones only right. and CrossFit ones yes. and whatnot. Yeah. So the whole industry is, has really Yeah, that evolved. reminds me of other ones that are open that I didn't even mention. Yeah, yeah. Just there are lots and lots of them right now. It's a really competitive industry in Lincoln and probably around the country as well. Um, and then speaking of the opposite of fitness, what's happening with Culver's? <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd say the opposite. I mean, okay, well, there are nutritional products at Culver's. True, that's true. Uh, really? Do you have those from time D- Dave to goes, time? Dave in there is hitting the, the salad every single time that he goes in there. Uh, now, hey, in, it is in moderation, hard to say no to a butter burger. In moderation, everything right. can be good, uh, including that custard and the burgers that are there, but... Evidently, uh, this, which I believe is the original Culver's in Lincoln yes. over there on Old Cheney, is uh, getting some changes there. What's happening? Yeah, they are uh, getting some changes. It's not a huge one for a facility like this, $75,000, but just some interior remodel work. Okay. All right. Yeah, how long was it? How long ago was it that Culver's came to Lincoln? What are we talking about? Is it 20 years? Was it in the 90s? That, no, I don't think it was the 90s. Boy, I don't know. But it's a, it's really the norm. But it was they were they That's came in and they were completely new close. to town. I want to say twenty years ago, but maybe it's maybe all it's we more would have to that. do is look up and find out when that building was built. Yeah, when, when that one specifically. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I'm I I, and I can't even remember the one. You know, the one that I usually go to is on South Seventieth Street there, and I can't even remember. I don't even remember the development of any of that, so I'm not totally sure on on any of those. I think a lot of that happened while I was in college and not living in that area. And they so were based; they're based out of the out Wisconsin, of the north, yeah, Wisconsin. Right. Yeah, except there's a local franchise yep. here. Yep. All I right. I happen to know the family, so that's why I say this. Very good, very good. And what do you get? Free ice cream? No, custard there. Sad. Every once in a while, if they happen to be at the store, I might nice. get something. I'm going to start telling people I know Dave Albers. When that I go will there. do you absolutely no. <laughs> That'll good. actually get you kicked out of so many places. <laughs> hey, I know Dave he, Albers. Yeah, that give that him a means, wink. That means nothing. Do I get the Dave discount? No. Okay. Uh, all right. What do we have uh, coming up on the show this Saturday? If your business is located O Street or North, especially up in the northwest part of Lincoln, you might want to check our Facebook page for a map. Um, There's a brand new tax incentive, I believe, from the state that has just been released along with a map. And if you are planning to hire some employees and you live in north, northwest Lincoln, or you're doing some remodeling or building, there's a tax incentive credit that is available. And we'll have someone from LPED, from Lincoln Partnership of Economic Development, on to explain that. We here at uh, Broadcast House missed it by 20 feet. Sad. All right. What else? Uh, what else we have? Back coming up? to school. What is happening at the business college on UNL campus? Dr. Thompson will be in, hey. and then um, this will be kind of fun. Our economy versus Australia: a comparison brought to us by Frank Financial Concepts. I have a feeling somebody went on vacation. 
Interesting. <laughs> but they were paying attention over there. Not as much economic impact of Vegemite sales <laughs> in the United States. That's one thing. I'm Not to spoil the segment, but I'm going to guess that's part of it as well. So there Which you go. Which is the most important part of it. There you but go. But sometimes we tend to think that whatever inflation or interest rates we're going through, that we're just all by ourselves suffering. Okay. I have a yeah. feeling that's not the way it is. All right. Uh, Robin, Dave, good to talk to you. I'd encourage people, if they uh, ever have a question about maybe a building that's going up, someplace that's opened or closed, what the situation is, I'd always encourage you to reach out to Robin and Dave. You can find them at Grow Lincoln on Twitter, Grow Lincoln on Facebook. Post your questions there. Uh, They'll do their best to answer them, and we might talk about them either on their Saturday show or their Thursday appearances on LNK Today with Jack and Friends. All right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. Have a great week. There's Robin and Dave, the Grow Lincoln team. 68 degrees in the capital city at 824. We got Greg Sharp coming up in 15 minutes, the voice of the Big Red. After a check of sports and news, you listen to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Find someone who makes you as happy as this guy does. What he says... Touchdown, Nebraska! It's time to go one-on-one with the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp. Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. All right, 837 LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. 68 degrees in the capital city, and... We're getting closer. We're getting closer to uh, fall sports season, Husker football season, Husker volleyball season. Got the red-white uh, fall scrimmage for uh, volleyball coming up this weekend, and then they'll start playing games uh, a week from tomorrow and uh, not too long now until Nebraska gets going at Minnesota. And uh, after a couple of weeks off, we say welcome into the voice of the Big Red. Greg Sharp joins us right now to catch up on everything that's been going on with all of those things. Good morning, Greg. How are you doing today? Don't forget the soccer pitch. Yes, Huskers and the Creighton Blue Jays tonight start the season. That's a, so. That's a, they played at a couple of preseason games, I think. Yep. But this is regular season, huh? Yeah, it's going nice. tonight, six o'clock up in Omaha. Okay, yeah. up in okay, up in Omaha. So we are, yeah, we're getting going. That's a, a, a first uh, real actual fall sport. We got, I know we got high school softball games going on tonight. We'll have high school football going on tomorrow night, and so. Uh, we, we are here. We are finally here, even though the weather is not going to feel like it, as we're going to be setting record highs this weekend. But nonetheless, 
Um, so I, I know you've been you know gone a little bit. So I just I just want to kind of go over and get your take on some of the developments and and news out of out of fall camp uh, because we haven't had a chance to do that with you for a while. So uh, let, let's get started. Probably the biggest, most recent news here, even though it's a it's a few days old now or a week old now, is the decision by Xavier Betts uh, to to depart the team for a second time and he's not going to play as uh, coach rule said his heart's not in it now. I think I'm 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 most interested now kind of on what the impact on the receiving core is and I'm curious kind of on your thoughts on what that leaves in that room and what it's going to mean for when these wide receivers line up against Minnesota this week. Next week. Well, I think it's it's one of the bigger question marks on the team it was going into the fall the camp and it certainly is now more because of Xavier's decision to to stop playing football because he, he had the explosive ability to make plays down the field and stretch defenses out, and I don't know that Nebraska now has someone to fill that void that way with this core. So they're going to have to figure it out some other way. A really interesting comment that he made two days ago that I'm talking about Matt Rural mm-hmm. is where he said, ah, I don't know that the freshman wideouts will have a big impact in the opener. So that tells me they don't think that Malachi and Jaden Doss and Jalen Lloyd are quite ready yet to impact. So that, that leaves it back on Billy Camp, who I think is outstanding and is certainly ready to contribute. And then you've got like Josh Fleeks, the, the Baylor transfer, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, another one that came back to the team. I, I think he'll have a role. And then a guy like Alex Bullock and Ty Hahn, two walk-ons that have had good camps and are going to get a crack at doing some of these things. So, uh, it certainly hurt because it was an area of concern to begin with, and then I think Betts was one guy they thought would be a big contributor this fall. So you can't sugarcoat it too much, but, hey, you got a lot of other guys on this football team, and it's certainly going to present opportunities for all of them to start making plays. Greg, I'm really interested in, in how this group is used in this offense and then given the context of what you were just talking about with the personnel. You've got a handful of guys that sound like – you know, kind of more the the possession, high volume receptions, over the middle type receivers. You got a lot of guys like that. You don't you don't have you know kind of as much of the Trey Palmer style, right? The deep the deep ball guy. I think Betts might have been that, but you don't have that. Perhaps there's a chance that Isaiah Car- uh, Garcia Castaneda fills a little bit of that role as well. What do you think? Does this fit? If that is the truth about what you've got personnel wise and style wise, how do you think that fits with what Matt Rule wants to do on offense stylistically? Well, I don't know that it changes it a lot because he's been pretty adamant about we're going to run the football. They're going to huddle. I think they want to try to shorten the game a little bit. So I don't know that you know they would have taken too many shots down the field, but I think every now and then you need to just to loosen a defense up because. What happens if you don't? Well, then those safeties for the other team start sneaking up toward the line of scrimmage and get more guys in the box, and it makes it harder to run the ball. So you have to have a little bit of some kind of stretch of the field. Yeah. But the overall picture, I don't know that that's a huge part of Matt Rule's offense. We certainly found out a year ago that it was for Mark Whipple. He loved taking those deep shots with guys like Trey Palmer, and they even worked Tommy Hill into that a couple times last year. So I don't know that it changes it a lot, but boy, if you don't have the ability to do that, it doesn't take defensive coordinators long to figure that out. And then they make it harder for you to kind of do some of the things you want to try to get done. Mm-hmm. The, and I, I, the other thing I think of Greg, and he's and coach rule has talked a little bit about this, but is, you know, how much do you maybe involve even more the, the non wide receiver positions in the passing game? Um, so, you know, 
your tight ends, your your Borkirkers and your Fedonis, either lined up as tight ends or, I mean, I've heard multiple times they've kind of referenced these these tight ends in this offense or might play in the backfield, might play in a slot, might play split out, might play tight, and then you've kind of you know you've got these fullbacks. One of the videos I saw, Janarian Bonner, the who's kind of a fullback H back. I'm not even sure what his position is. He was going on a seam down the middle on one of the yeah. highlights that I saw as well, and you've got Ramir Johnson too, who's played some wide receiver who obviously is somebody who's used to catching the ball. I wonder how much those options and how much there's almost some lines blurred in terms of position with this whole thing now. Oh, I think you'll see some of that. And I'll throw even another name in that they mentioned. That's Emmett Johnson, a running back who's a redshirt freshman from from Minnesota who's got some pretty good speed that you could line up out there as well. But Donnie's kind of, to me, the real X factor and the one that I'm really anxious to see in a couple of weeks. I mean, we've talked about Thomas Fedoni, Jack, for three years. He's played three snaps of football at Nebraska. Uh, and so I know he's chomping at the bit. He was a marvelous talent coming out of high school. He's a little bit banged, dinged up because of the knee injuries that not dinged up right now, but because right. of the injuries he's had in the past, he may not be quite as explosive as he was coming out of Council Bluffs. But he's also still, I think, a guy that can make a lot of catches. And I think Satterfield wants to use that tight end a lot in this offense. So I, that, that's the guy that I am so excited to watch in two weeks and see how they incorporate with him. And I think you're exactly right. You can line him up in a slot, much like the Chiefs do with Kelsey, and, and let him kind of work the seams and work on a linebacker and take advantage of his height and, and get the mismatch that way. So to me, he's the one really interesting nugget for this offense. One one thing I haven't heard a, a ton about uh, this year is kind of the the changes along the offensive line position wise. You obviously got some guys who we had last year who were contributing. You got you know four guys really who are contributing, whether or not a starter or one of the first guys off the bench. But this year you're going to have uh, Turner Corcoran at least starting. It sounds like at that left tackle position, moving over from a guard position. Um, I, I'm just curious. You saw Ben Hart and Corcoran last year um, a lot, and you know. The, the issues sometimes that the offensive line did have, uh, whether it's development or kind of that position change from Corcoran, what is that? What are your kind of early thoughts on the stock of that offensive line and and how it's changed? In addition, it's brought you know you brought in th- what three guys who either weren't here or didn't play last year as well. It's so interesting because outside of Ben Scott, who's the transfer from Arizona State and will be the center, it's all the guys we've seen. It's Ben Hart and Corcoran at the tackles. It's Piper and Nuri. At the guards. Now, remember, Nuri didn't play last year because he was suspended by the NCAA. So there's a guy that wasn't part of the 22 Huskers that will be a starter here in the 23 season. So really, two new starters in Nuri and Scott. Piper was playing pretty good football toward the end of the year. And I think if you go back and watch the Wisconsin and Iowa games, that the entire group kind of gelled a little bit. So you hope that that continues to, to build a little bit. It was a little bit of a gut punch to hear Coach Rural say he didn't think that the that they had, had some procedure penalties and some of those type of yeah. things in their scrimmage last week. You hope they get that cleaned up because you can't just do that. Think about how many drives in the last couple of years Jack have started with a false start. And you're like, okay, great. Now we're first and 15, and we got to get start climbing uphill to try to get this going. But, no, oh, you got to think those guys, as much football as they've played, are ready to play their best football now, and that line – should be better than what we've seen the last couple of years. I want to ask you a, a little bit about Jeff Sims, maybe a different question than we've normally talked about with him. 
I've heard um, you players talk, whether it be at the press conferences, whether it be when uh, BTN came through, uh, whether it's been that you guys stuff that you guys have done on Husker Sports Network. I've heard multiple of the players kind of talk pretty effusively about Jeff Sims and kind of the intangible thing, the leadership thing. I think the last most recent one I heard was Fedoni really talking about that um, and and about how he's been inclusive, but is also you know, interested in everybody, but also not afraid to get on people. You know, it's you always kind of think a transfer coming in. It's it's kind of a weird deal at the quarterback because quarterback is expected to be a leader, but you're a transfer, right? You're new to the program. You don't have some of those relationships. What have you been able to to kind of tell in whatever conversations that you've had, interviews you've done, what you've seen about what kind of a what kind of a leader, what kind of a personality Jeff Sims is going to be at quarterback? Because that's really interesting to me. The first thing you notice about him, he's big. Yeah. He's six four, so he's a really tall kid. But I've heard nothing but complimentary things about the way he conducts himself, about the way he's become a leader for this football team, and how he's gained the respect of this group in a short amount of time. Now, that's back-to-back years Nebraska's had to do this, because we did the same thing with Casey Thompson a year ago, coming in in January and having to try to rally the troops a little bit. Well, Jeff's done the same thing. I think he's done a really nice job of that. Uh, everyone talks highly about that he gets in the film room and he's studying and doing all that thing, and he's always on the hip of Marcus Satterfield. Uh, but, yeah, you've heard enough of the players say positive things that you feel pretty good about yeah. him as a leader. Plus, he was you know, the, among the first bats that got those single-digit numbers yep. uh, that came out last yeah, year. That's, the other thing. Is a, that's a vote of the team, and so that's nothing to do with the coaches. That's what the guys on the team think. So they must think really highly of him. That makes me feel really confident in that. Another fascinating thing for me here in two weeks, how much are they going to run him? Because he's a terrific runner. Because of his 6'4 size, his long strides, It sometimes maybe it doesn't look like he's running very fast, but he's picking up a lot of ground because of his long strides. But, as we know, in the past with the Adrian Martinez's and the Taylor Martinez's, the more you run those guys, the more pounding and hitting they take and how much do you want to balance that out so right. a lot of fascinating things around him but as far as the leadership thing i don't worry about that at all jeff i think he's got that yeah uh and then as i'm kind of going through the offense here let's talk a little bit about the running backs i get the sense from the comments that you've heard from rule and satterfield and and others is that you know there's there's Still really not a clear pecking order, particularly with the, uh, with the running backs and especially those, those top three, uh, Anthony Grant and Irvin and Ramir Johnson. You, you feel like in that, in that first week, all three of these guys, provided they stay healthy, that they'll probably get a shot. And they're, sounds to me like they're kind of going to see just, just what works with these guys in these games to start at least. Yeah, I think so. I think they all have a little bit different skill set. I think if you, Need uh, You're more of a passing situation. Ramirez, probably your best receiving running back. Gabe Irvin, maybe the most physical back. Anthony is probably a guy that can do a little bit of all of it. Um, I, I was really happy to hear Coach Rural talk about him on Tuesday because it, it had been – there hadn't been a lot of talk about Anthony. Mm-hmm. Jack, this guy almost had 1,000 yards last year. So, yeah. I mean, he – He's proven he can do it at this level, so I'm sure glad to hear that he's kind of maybe worked his way back into it. My guess, my guess is we see all three against the Gophers, and you know who gets the prime number of runs. I'd probably lean toward Gabe mm-hmm. right now, but boy, it sounds like maybe Anthony's closing the gap here late in camp. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, uh, that's yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Is that you've heard that, and it sounds like maybe that's the game. Irvin kind of yeah. strikes me as a finisher too. I mean, I think the dream, uh, I think the dream is to have a eight point lead with eight minutes left in the game and have the ball and and just go to Gabe Irvin. I, I just hearing rule talk, I can imagine that he would love to be able to do that. Um, but we'll see, we'll see on that. Uh, turning real quick to the to the defense a little bit. To me, one of the most interesting stories. Uh, the defense this year has been Nick Henrich. I talked to people in the spring, Greg, and they kind of made it sound like eh, coming off an injury and he maybe has been passed up a little bit on the depth chart. He almost made it sound like he might be a little bit of an afterthought uh, going into this season, which was disappointing for me at the time because he's one of the guys who has a lot of experience. That doesn't seem to, if that was the case in the spring, it doesn't seem to be the case anymore at all with this. And And I'm curious what you think about that. Yeah, 100%. Well, one, he didn't really hardly practice in the spring because he was still coming off the injury. So the coaches didn't know. They're like, well, we don't know. And then they started watching him here in the last three weeks and like, oh, okay, we we get it. We see why he's been successful at the Big Ten level. And it would not shock me at all. We still have two more uh, batch releases of these single-digit numbers. It would not shock me at all if he's not one of those guys that gets a single-digit number. They love his leadership ability. They love how the younger guys kind of are drawn to him to watch him do those things. Man, I, I really don't think there's many programs in the country that have maybe a better set of inside guys than, than Reimer and Henrich. When yeah. they're healthy, they're really good football players. And the problem in the last three years is we haven't been able to keep both those guys healthy long enough to really uh, go through week after week after week. But I, there's no doubt he's in the middle of this thing, and I would be really surprised if he doesn't start against the Gophers in two weeks. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um on that defensive line it sounds like you know that I think I think uh rule uh rule said he thinks he has like 6 7 uh defensive line guys that can play but it's starting to sound like they're going to go at least to start and maybe more predominantly with the experience there and that of course Ty Robinson I think we knew but it sounds like probably Hutchmacher and Gunnarsson are going to get the first shots along that defensive line as opposed to any of the young guys or, or the transfers there. Will you talk to me a little bit about Hutchmacher and Gunnarsson? I know Hutchmacher's had some he's he's played some Gunnarsson hasn't played a lot a little bit. What do you uh, what's kind of the what's kind of the ceiling situation for these guys and what do you expect from them with what you know of them? Well, for the last two years, I've been a huge Blaze and Jamari Butler guy. I, I think both of them have the ability to be solid Big Ten players, but they were they were being blocked by like O'Shawn Mathis and Garrett Nelson mm-hmm. and Caleb Tanner the last couple of years, and those were all good football players, so they mm-hmm. couldn't really get many snaps. It's now their time, and I've heard Blaze is at a very solid camp. I think Jamari has battled some injury situations, but I think both of them will play. Nash is probably the strongest guy on the football team. His movement, wow. they've been working hard on that, try to get his lateral movement better so that he can, you know, plug a hole to the left or plug a hole to the right. But if it's just a power straight forward, he's, he is as good as it gets. Our offensive linemen hate going against him because he's just so stinking strong. But let's also not, I mean, we kind of glaze over Ty, but right. Ty, again, did not do much in spring. But if you go back and watch those last couple games last year, Ty Robinson started to become a real disruptor, uh, a guy that other teams had to double team because he was really making a lot of plays, uh, particularly in the Wisconsin and the Iowa games. He just blew a lot of things up. And I think he's, I think he kind of figured it out toward the end of last year. I think he's set up to have a monster year for Nebraska. Interesting story, Jack. I was sitting around 
Monday afternoon, I was in our studio and I, we had BTN on and they were showing uh, Big Ten football in 60. Uh, and they were showing our game with Wisconsin. And it's, it's in the fourth quarter when I looked up to see it. And I'm like, God, we're ahead. How do we lose? Because <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you knew we lost. He's like, I don't remember how we lost. And there's like I, a minute and a half to go in the game. And we're still ahead. I'm like, shoot, did, did, did I sleep through that? Did we win? And they had like a, a wheel route, but they yep. threw it down to our five-yard line and then punched it in on third and goal with like Ugh. 12 seconds to go. So painful. And I'm like, God. And it's just amazing. I think we've all kind of blacked out a lot of those games because they were all kind of the same thing. We're going to win. We're going to win. We're going to win. Oh, we found a way to lose. Yeah. That was, uh, man. Yeah, that one was, that was brutal. But yeah, you're right. And you're right about Robinson, too. He's kind of the most known quantity on, on yeah. that whole thing. And, and that'll be, a, I mean, man, you end up, you end up looking at that defense with what I just, I know the defensive line is the area where it's more unproven, but you really have a lot of experience on this yeah. defense. Like, well, a, like I, more than it gets credit for. And you, I get it. You don't have a lot of all Big Ten, preseason, all Big Ten talent. But if, uh, if you're envisioning a really, a really strong season, I think the defense carries them. Well, I totally agree with that. And I know you have uh, Southeast Knights pennants in your basement. <laughs> Let's not forget Isaac Gifford. Yes. Isaac Gifford has had a tremendous camp. They love Isaac Gifford and thus, you know, getting a single digit number. He has been phenomenal. He is locked in as one of those starting safeties, and they kind of feel like he's the quarterback of that back end of that defense. He has been fantastic. Yeah. Hey, real quick, just got a little bit of time left, but I do want to give volleyball a shout-out with the red-white game. It's going to be an interesting one, Greg, because you got still have some position battles that are going on, and you used to have a lot of new, more new faces than you usually do here for the uh, coming into a volleyball season, so it should be fun. Yeah, absolutely. John Cook said last night they're going to try to divide it up fairly evenly, so it should be highly competitive. And don't forget, if you want an autograph, they're going to have their fan day earlier in the day yeah. and then clear the arena and kind of have, let everybody back in for the red-white. He is beyond excited about this freshman class. I can't wait to start watching him play. And what do you have coming up on uh, Sports Nightly? We're getting to a very exciting time of year. What should we be look for, looking forward to? Well, start, next week we start our coaches' shows. Let me just kind of jump ahead to that. Tuesday, football is flipping with volleyball this year. We used to do football Thursdays, volleyball Tuesdays. They are flipping. Okay. Football, Matt Rural wants to go Tuesday, so we'll have Matt Rural Tuesday, John Cook next Thursday, and also our first Trev Alberts show of the year will be Wednesday night. So you wow. got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week with, uh, with coaches Huge. coming in and, and Trev. Huge. All right. That'll be great. Tune in right here to Greg and Sports Nightly on KLIN starting at 6 o'clock. Awesome, Greg. Welcome back. Glad to hear your voice again. We'll talk to you again next week when we're one week closer. All right? Sounds good, Jack. Thanks. There you go, Greg Sharp. Voice of the Big Red and Sports Nightly host here on KLIN. 8 for 6. Wrap up the show after this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, that is it for the show. Thank you to our guests today, the Grow Lincoln team, Greg Sharp, Matt Medcharl from the Capital Humane Society. Tomorrow, request line Friday. Whatever you want day, there is no theme constraining you. So be thinking about that song. You want to hear your last chance with no theme for this season until December. So make sure and get a song in. Text it in at 402-479-1400 anytime. See you tomorrow at 9 o'clock. KLI and Lincoln.